A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. the music and from the hockey basement for the first time and i'm not sure why we're on the air episode 117 steve coolius and craig button we've got the trade deadline countdown and a crazy mostly holiday weekend in both countries mr craig button how about that connor hellebuck at msg start the car start the car because he rubbed him, I tell you, Harry, the way Bob Cole used to say it when he talked about Billy Smith and Harry Neal back in the good old. Connor Hellebuck was the best player in the NHL, I think, on Monday nights. Listen, I can only tell you, one of the best goaltending performances this season. Uh, unbelievable what Connor Hellebuck did. Keep in mind, back-to-back games, playing against New Jersey and then coming right into MSG on Broadway. You talk about winning a Tony. You know, you win a Tony for great performances on Broadway. I'll tell you what, I'm giving the Tony on Monday night to Connor Hellebuck. He was brilliant. The only reason that the Winnipeg Jets won. And, Steve, I'm going to ask you this. How long have I been concerned about the Pittsburgh Penguins? How long? How long? All year. They blew it, Craig. Or did the Islanders take it from them? Tristan Jari's back. Tristan, well, if he's back, he's got to have a Connor Hellebuck type performance. 2-2 goal, Horvat. Oh, gives away the 3-2 goal. Oh, I'll be honest with you, Craig. And, and you're probably saying, when have you not been honest with me? Well, maybe when I played poker, I pretended I had two aces, <laughs> but I didn't. So I was trying to bluff you. Here's the real truth. There's six really good teams in the East and there's everybody else. Because I don't care about a wild card. You know what a wild card is? It's between four and seven games of a Tony seat filler. Remember Kramer was a seat filler? You're telling me wild card one or two is going to beat Boston or Carolina. I'd like to see it. Give me those sports interaction odds. After a thousand to one, I'll bet on them. Right now, Pittsburgh, Washington, Florida, Buffalo, Detroit, the Washington Generals, I don't care who you're talking about. The, the Chiefs, the Charlottetowns, no one's winning in the wildcard spot, Craig. And tonight, you called it. Pittsburgh, 2-1. Got to win this game. Nope. And I don't care if Florida's there. They played so many games. It doesn't matter. Whoever's 7-8 and eight in the East, Craig, they're not winning a playoff series. And if they are, I will I'll eat this hat. 
because I don't see an upset happening to Carolina or Boston. No, Carolina and Boston are too strong. And, you, you know, you think about, I mean, there's two teams in the league. I, I think one in the East and one in the West, I think they're the same team. Pittsburgh Penguins and the Calgary Flames. Much ado about nothing. <laughs> okay. I called you Steve Spear on Friday. Steve Spear, Shakespeare, off a of playoff Shakespeare, right? You know, to be or not to be. Well, I'll tell you what, there's much ado about nothing with these two teams because 50 plus games into the season, they have clearly shown what they are consistently inconsistent, not fast enough, not good enough in key areas of the thing. You know what? So you're looking at two teams that look like, oh, they play well. Maybe they're turning the corner. No, they're not. And yet here's the fascinating thing about it. They're not out of it. And they should be out of it. Both those teams should be out of it. And they're not out of it. Why are they not out of it? Because other teams that don't have as much promise as those two teams are probably where they should be. But you talk about lowering your level of play. To me, that's the Calgary Flames. That's the Pittsburgh Penguins this year. They're maxed out at the cap. I don't know what they're going to do. They both made major moves in the offseason. I don't know what they're going to do heading into March 3rd. But I'll tell you what. You talk about uh, picture. You talk about looking out and going, like what could happen with these two teams? I have zero confidence in either one of them to do anything. And I'm not so sure they'll make the playoffs. And it's funny how one night can be a snapshot, a microcosm, but a big picture for the whole season. Like Winnipeg and the Rangers, Hellebuck and what Winnipeg might end up being. Pittsburgh blowing it to the Islanders and not really believing in either team. God bless Bo Horvat's big third period. Boston, two goals from Pasternak over Ottawa, reaching 91 points in 56 games. And there's the Calgary situation where, I mean, there's always an issue. Like when teams lose and they're good, they shake hands, you know, metaphorically, and they move on to the next game. But Calgary, there's an issue, whether it's coming from an agent, whether it's coming from the crease, whether it's coming with a from the coach. This, when it's that hard, Craig, it almost lets me think that it's not to be. And if you're consistent, quote you, if you're consistently inconsistent, you know what that means? You're not good enough. And the only, the only pie in the sky dreaming is Calgary or Minnesota or Nashville, whoever it is, doesn't have to play Boston or Carolina. Whatever Dallas is, whatever Winnipeg is, whatever, like if you're wildcard two, are you scared if you see the Kings win the Pacific or the Vegas gold? That's the difference. Get in in the West is different from just getting in the East. You tell me if I'm wrong, Craig, because that's the difference. You you sneak into wildcard one or two in the West. Who are you scared of? Honestly, who are you scared of? That would be nobody. That would be nobody. And and you talk about the inconsistency of teams, you know, and and, and really that tells you you're not good enough. You know, you, you, you think about Pittsburgh and, and they made maneuvers in the offseason. Ian Rue to sign, trade for Jeff Petrie, you know, re-upping Latang and Malkin, and deservedly so. I'm not, I'm not, uh, but their team isn't, their team isn't good enough. They're not deep enough. They're not strong enough. And the Calgary Flames, you talk about the goaltending. I mean, again, Markstrom again. Markstrom looks like, and I know what a great competitor is, and I know that he's been good. And I'm a fan of Jacob Markstrom. Let me just tell you overall. 
just not the way he's playing right now. I mean, he looks like he's guessing in the net. He looks like, you know, he's put on the pads and he's like, okay, I'm going to try this goaltending position. He doesn't look comfortable. He doesn't look confident. And he's guessing. He's guessing in that net. And then you talk about, I'll give you a quote of Ken Holland. Ken Holland said this many, many years ago. He said, and this is before those 32 teams. So I'm going to modify it to 32 teams. He said, it's hard enough to win in this league trying to beat the other 31 teams. But when you got to try to beat your own team, you got no chance. And the issues with the Calgary Flames are widespread, widespread. You know, I love, I love that, uh, I love that Alan Walsh came out and he said, I never say anything without my clients knowing. I always said as a manager, Steve, you know what? If your agent speaks, I assume it's coming right from your mouth. You hired them. That's the bottom line. And then after the good game on Saturday night by Jonathan Hoover, he goes, yeah, well, Walsh, you got me fired up. Yeah, there's, uh, it's not funny. Not funny. What Alan Walsh said was true. And the players know it. And it showed up again on Monday afternoon in Calgary. Showed up again on Monday afternoon. And I don't know what Brad Trey Living does. But I'll tell you what, what's what he's got right now, if, if he wants to hope that his team can make the playoffs, great. I don't believe in hope. I believe in addressing the issues. They got they, they got some issues in there. I'm not so sure, Steve. You heard me say this on your show Friday on XM. I'm not so sure that looking at the coach is in the right place to look. Do you think they've got the chutzpah to do that? like Lou Lamorello has done at other times with the New Jersey Devils to varying degrees of success. But sometimes, as you know, Craig, to the ultimate success, can Bradtree living make a move like that in Calgary? I don't know, but I'll tell you what, the evaluation has to be on. The evaluation has to be on. Just like Kenny Holland had to do the evaluation last year with Dave Tippett. This isn't about if, if Dave Tippett was a good coach. This isn't about if Daryl Sutter's a good coach. Daryl Sutter's a Hall of Famer, like in, in terms of his record as a coach. I don't think there's any question about it. It's not about that. It's about right now, watching the team play, watching the issues that the team play. I'm telling you, when I'm watching that team, I'm looking at the coach. I'm looking right at the coach. I'm looking squarely in the coach's eyes. And you know what? He is a significant problem. Significant problem. So how do we resolve problems? How do we resolve issues? I just know what I'm looking for and I watch a team that plays that way. Coaching, 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 coaching. Just like last year I said about the Winnipeg Jets. I wasn't hesitant to say that about the Winnipeg Jets. Their issue was coaching. The Calgary Flames issue this year, I think a big part of it is coaching. Well, we know what the Jets have done since they made a major move. Uh, behind the bench, and the uh, proof is in the pudding so far this season. Uh, whether Hellebuck stole the game at MSG or not, the Jets might indeed win the Western Conference. So there's trouble in Calgary, but it's better in Edmonton. How much better? And what did we learn with these latest losses? Can you lose good to force a trade? Or do you say, as plain as the nose on our faces, I know what deficiency I have. We were going to do something anyway. An Oiler fan might say, aha, here we go. But I'd like to think Ken Holland already knew. You're making a face. 
Well, I mean, you say as obvious as the nose is on our face. My nose is way more obvious than yours. It feels like you were taking a shot at me, making no me, shot. forcing me to look in the mirror. And now, no shot. <laughs> so I sit here. That's why I'm making a face. Hey, listen, you know, 20 goals in the last four games. That's what the other owners have given up. 20 goals. And their issue isn't goaltending. Their issue is defense. Their issue is the blue line. It's not good enough. It's not strong enough. I'll tell you what, you know who had an awful game on Sunday? Connor McDavid. Now, I know they said there was a bug going through the team. Maybe he was sick. That might have been one of the worst games I've ever seen Connor McDavid play, ever. And I've watched him play since he was 14, okay, ever. <laughs> and But it's not on Connor McDavid. I'm just, you know what, we criticize teams and everything. Sometimes, you know, the obvious is there, too. Their blue line is not good enough to beat good teams. Does that mean that they couldn't find a way to get through? Yeah, they could find a way. Ken Holland knows the value of defensemen. He knows the value of a good blue line. I'm telling you, I watched Darnell Nurse play, and after him, oh, boy. Oh, boy. That's all I can. And Cody Cece's had a pretty good, solid season this year. Okay? After those two, oh, boy. Oh, boy. I got real issues. Real issues. And I think Ken Holland knows it. He won four Stanley Cups in Detroit, and he had Lidstrom on the back end. He had a really good blue line. And, you know, they lost Konstantinov, but he he, he filled it in. They, they drafted Nicholas Cronwell. They had good players on the blue line. He knows what a good blue line looks like. He knows what a Stanley Cup challenging, contending team looks like on the blue line. And to me, despite the West being wide open, the orders aren't a – the blue line isn't good enough. They got exposed. Every game I've watched this, like in the last four, exposed, exposed. And oh, 20 goals. No, I'm not putting it on the goaltending. Putting it right on the blue line. We're going to get into trade deadline and our thoughts on Ryan O'Reilly and what Kyle Dubitz did as he was up against the clock, like your buddy Chris Jury, who made a move and then another smaller move. Now we believe up against the clock is Ken Holland. Is it almost like the Kentucky Derby? And all these horses are so good in the West that the jockey can make the difference. Like the Kings think if they get Chikrin, we're better. Vegas, is it true about Patrick Kane? Dallas apparently is interested in Patrick Kane. Is, is the Jets a destination for someone that can make a difference? What if the Oilers get Eric Carlson? Are we that close in the West that what the manager does between now and March 3rd can decide who wears the roses at the end of the first weekend in May. 100%. You have nailed it. You have put the exactly where the spotlight needs to be. You know, we talk about Eric Carlson. And, and, and you know, I love Eric Carlson. Again, 75 points. 75 points after Monday's game. 75 points. Like, think about that. Like, I mean, I think he's getting 100. I think he's getting 100. But anyway, it doesn't matter. Eric Carlson, you just mentioned Jacob Truba. What about John Klingberg? You know, okay, so you don't want to pay the money. What, what about John Klingberg? Like, you don't think John Klingberg wouldn't help you on the blue line? He would help the Winnipeg Jets. He would help the Edmonton Oilers. I think that the uh, Vegas Golden Knights might uh, benefit from a defenseman as well. I'm not saying that Patrick Kane wouldn't help a team. But, like, you know, there's other players out there. All I know is, to your point, spotlights on the GM. You know what? You want to you give your team a, You want to give your team some punch? You want to you ride a thoroughbred? You want to ride a thoroughbred? 
You want the, you, you, you know, you want to come out of the gates and you want to come down the stretch they come. Did there, was there ever any doubt that Secretariat was going to win? You know, you better find a way, GMs. This year in the West is unique, and you might not have another year like this for a long time. Sports Interaction is Canada's sportsbook. Here's how it works. Log on to SIA.com forward slash cool button pod. That's us. Hello. Log in, deposit, and win. What do you it's too early for St. Patty's Day, Craig? It's not too early though for Lucky Brand. And this is what we're talking about. You know, you're logging in, you want to get lucky, but here's how you get lucky. Tuesday, Buffalo, Toronto Maple Leafs. The Buffalo Sabres, they're going good. I like their chances for making the playoffs. I think that they got a lot going there. And you know where I'm going on to on Tuesday night? Buffalo beats the, the Leafs. Again, the, the Leafs fall short. Tage Thompson with a goal. Do you know who else is going to score in that game? Dylan Cousins. And I'm going with the over. I'm going with the over, overall goal, like game. Over, Sabres win. Cousins and Tage Thompson each with a goal. I like your thinking. Because in the 52 years the Sabres have been in the league, the Leafs don't win in Buffalo. They shuffle off to Buffalo and they lose like 80%. I'm telling you, their winning percentage is like 22%. Parlay. Here's your parlay to pay your mortgage. Buffalo beats Toronto Tuesday. Washington without Ovechkin is terrible. It's a different team. Washington will lose to Detroit. Detroit wins. And Edmonton finally wakes up. Hello, Hello, the Oilers, after four debacles, beat Philly. Your parlay is Edmonton, Buffalo, Detroit, Craig, take it to the bank. Sports Interactions, Canada Sportsbook, think green like Craig. Do you want green in your bank account? Log on. Oh, 19 plus. Please gamble responsibly. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST. And up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems. But getting therapy has its own problems, too like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. We talked about the Rangers. Major move and a minor move. We just talked about the Oilers and what we assume Craig will do on the blue line. 
then the Toronto Maple Leafs. Ryan O'Reilly, boom, Nola Chari. We assume there's another move to come on the blue line. How big a splash that will be, we don't know. I don't know if there is a lot of negativity on a move like this. I was surprised that Ryan O'Reilly was on the second line with John Tavares. I just assumed he'd be a third liner and there's time to work it out. But we know the Leafs are better. Are they better by a significant margin that changes your belief in a Toronto-Tampa series or even a move like this? Is it still not enough, at least yet? Listen, the margins between Toronto and uh, Tampa Bay are thin. Okay, we're we're talking about fifty point one to forty nine point nine. I mean, really, I, I know people. Oh, yeah, really, that was easy. Yeah, I know I can do it. But think about last year. Think about last year. It, it, game seven, Braden Point goes down. What became the margin? Nick Paul became the margin, and it just pushed it along just enough. This isn't about. I mean, do the Toronto Maple Leafs significantly put themselves better than the Tampa Bay Lightning? No but they close that margin. And when the margins are small, all you got to do is just find a way to be on the right side of those margins. That's all you got to do. I'll share a story with you. 1998, our team in Dallas, we had a really good team, really good team. We were on the way to winning the President's Trophy. Coming down the line, we looked at two areas of our team that we really needed some help with. Some face-off help, some edginess in the face-off circle if we could find it, and some really good productive play that we could get some offense, we get some penalty killing, but some edge from another in another forward group. So we identified some players. Ultimately, we landed on Brian Scrudlin and Mike Keane. That's what we landed on. We landed on those two players. Brian came in and he gave us great face off. Mike Keane, I don't have to, one of the greatest leaders I've ever been around. One of the best leaders I've ever been around. He came in and those two players gave us something we didn't have. They gave us something that we didn't have. And we, we didn't win that year. Joe Newendike went out in the first game of the playoffs after blowing out his knee. But we, all, we went all the way to game six of the conference final before losing to Detroit. But they became every bit as significant the next year. So when I look at the margins, you're looking at the margins. It's easy to go back in time and go, well, if we had Newendike, maybe we would have won. Who knows? Like I like our chances, but it doesn't matter. All I know is the Toronto Maple Leafs have made their team stronger. They've 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 added a player players that I think give them strength in in, in important areas. That is significant. It's not gonna you're not gonna blow past the Tampa Bay Lightning, but you're trying to close those margins. And when you go to Game Seven and you're as close as Tampa Bay and and Toronto. You're trying to find that little bit of an edge. You just, it's, it's, everybody thinks it's a big edge. It's, it's just finding a little bit of that edge. It's all it is. I've said this a hundred times. I am more convinced of it now than I ever was at the time. Ed Belfour was our goaltender. We ended up playing Buffalo in 1999 in the Stanley Cup final. I am convinced that if we didn't have Ed Belfour, who clearly felt he was better than Dominic Hasek and wasn't intimidated by the dominator. If we had a different goalie, I'm not so sure we would have won. But we had Eddie. And Eddie was enough of a margin to put us on the right side. Margin, Steve, margin. They're small. Kyle Dubas made his team better. And the margin of losing 
let's get specific to Boston, to Boston and Tampa in this run of losing six in a row. There were moments that that margin was a Bergeron face-off against a Hyman. That was a five-on-three lightning power play because of two game six third-period penalties. Ryan O'Reilly at the blue level, St. Louis meaning, and the international level. That's different if 37 is on the ice or 21. And if one thing is, go look at the Leaf PK numbers. You know where their power play has been for the last six years? Been around the top. You know where their PK hasn't been? Around the top. That margin you talk about might be on the defensive side of the puck. And then there's leadership, dressing room, and all the other things. But to me, I think I can play a certain way in the playoffs if I know I've got the horses to kill a penalty. And when you don't, Craig, I'm going to guess you guys killed penalties in 99. I look at great teams. Boston's best two players play on the power play and the PK. McDavid now kills penalties. That type of margin might be the difference. But the fact these teams are doing this, isn't this the most wonderful time? And I don't think we're done. I don't know what you think's next. Is it Kane? Is it Timo Myers? Eric Carlson? Where do we go from here? I, I think you're right. I think we got a smorgasbord here. I think we got a smorgasbord going because the West is wide open and because the East teams are just trying to find a way to just get themselves a little bit better, just a little bit stronger. You know, you think about what you just talked about. Do you think Ryan O'Reilly's afraid of competing against anybody that he's going to go up against in the first round? Does it? No, there's not. Just like Mike Keane, he didn't care he was playing against Patrick Waugh. He won a cup with Patrick Waugh. He won two cups with Patrick Waugh. Do you think he was intimidated by Patrick Waugh? Not a chance. And Ryan O'Reilly, he'll go up against Bergeron. He'll go up against Braden Point. He'll go up against any of them because that's what he's got. He's got that boxy. And you know what? I'm not worried about the year Ryan O'Reilly's had this year to date. Ryan O'Reilly's got game, and he's got game left. So you can look at the stats and look at all that stuff. I want Ryan O'Reilly on my team. I want him on my team. And I think Kyle Dubas made a terrific move getting Ryan O'Reilly. And I think that, you know, when you start talking about the margins, Ryan O'Reilly helps you be on the right side of those margins, not on the wrong side. So what's next? Who's next? Patrick Kane, Timo Meyer. Do we have any gut feelings? Because if I remember correctly, Friday night around 12:18, the releases just came out. So we were all looking at the same thing at the same time. Nobody is telling us Kane is going blank. So is he in the mix? We know Taves is no longer in the mix. Meyer's banged up a little bit, but it shouldn't be serious. Is Ken Holland on the clock? We just talked about the general managers. What's the what's the feel? What's you have a feel sometimes. You get to the you get to the blackjack table. I got I don't like this table. I don't I don't like I'm moving to another. You have a feel. What's the feel, Craig, as you try to get 21? I'm gonna go right here to the Kentucky Derby. So the Kentucky Derby, right? It's a great spectacle, right? You know, they come in. They show the horses being walked in, right? The horses are trotting, right? Like, can we go, okay, here's the, here's the odds, right? Like, you know, 
here, here, here's how sports interaction. Here's the favorite. You know what? Macedonian Cooley, two to one favorite to win the triple crown this year. <laughs> you know, anyway, you, the, you, and, and then it's a spectacle, right? And you're building up to it. This is what the trade deadline is. Okay, what have you done? What's your training? And they come in. They come in to Churchill Downs, right? And they're coming in. They come in. They're paraded in. And then you get, you see them. They're starting to come into the gate, right? You see them coming in to the starting gate, right? But you know what? I know as a general manager, you want to put your thoroughbred into the starting gate with a chance to finish that race first. That's what it's about. This is all spectacle. This is all, this is the dance now. This is the music playing before they get into that starting gate. And you know what the starting gate is? March 3rd at 3 o'clock p.m. Eastern time. There's nothing you can do after that. Yeah, you can add a young player here or there. Can't do anything about it. Everything up to March 3rd. Everything up to March 3rd is the spectacle about getting your thoroughbreds into the gate, ready to run ready to win. It's about winning. That's what it's about. Ken Holland, Julian Breezebois, Don Sweeney, Donnie Waddell. Like, do, do, do I need to keep going? You know what? Chris McFarland. That's what it's about. Nothing more, nothing less. I think before, we're in for a hell of a run to the trade deadline. Before we have our final thoughts, the Drury moves are the Rangers better than the Devils as we as both teams are healthy. If they're healthy, have the Rangers made themselves the slight 50.1 to 49.9 favorites against the Devils now? Only because they went through it last year. I think the Devils have to go through it. I, I just do. I think the Devils have to go through that period of time where they got to just see what it's all about. Lindy can tell them, you know, Lindy can tell them. You got to go through it. I, I I love the Devils. I love the way they play. I love the how quick they are, how, how fast they are, how competitive they are. But I, I think the Rangers are ahead, not just because of what Chris has done, but because of what they've gone through as a team. I think the Devils have to go right through that same thing. That's where I see it. I, I You know, in a way, what I'm saying, it's not their time. It's not their time. I think this year has been great for the Devils. I know expectations are high. I don't think it's their time. That's how I look at it. That's where I see it at this point in time. I think the Rangers are a top team. And I think that when the playoffs start, that uh, th that they will show that. But, you know, I think home ice, home ice is always, because you know what the Rangers have to guard against? Here's what the Rangers have to guard against. Not leaving themselves empty for a second round series if they win. That's where the Devils could put a dent in them. Yep. And the Rangers have the advantage of when they go to Newark of having that as a mini home game as well. So the Devils yeah. having to touch the stove to see that it's hot. Uh -huh. The Rangers experience, adding Tarasenko, adding Mott. Uh, I think all of those things will come into play. And when the series starts, the Rangers will have a decided edge in the crease. So uh, I'll end final thoughts first. If our thesis over the last few weeks is the general manager's set up your jockey to win the Kentucky Derby. And we called out and said, horse two, and Chris Drury made a move. Horse seven, and Kyle Dubas made a move. Then it's Ken Holland who's next. He's next, and he knows it. 
He knows it because there's no way we can get to 301 on March 3rd. And that blue line remains the same. They need new shoes. Mama needs new shoes. The horse needs new shoes to help it run better. I'm convinced it's going to happen. I just don't know who it's going to be, Craig. I'm with, with you. Okay. So I don't have to go jump somewhere else on final thoughts. The Edmonton Oilers, like you look at the at the path for them. I think there's two general managers here. I think there's three. Sorry, I'm going three. And, and, and I have a dark horse. Ken Holland, Kevin Shoveldayoff, and Rob Blake. Rob Blake last year, that was a heck of a run for his team last year with all the injuries. That's a good team in LA. What can he do? I think they need a goalie. I don't know if he can get one. I think a goaltender would go a long ways towards helping their chances. We've talked about Kenny. We've talked about the uh, Winnipeg Jets and Kevin Shoveldayoff. I'm going to throw one more general manager at you. And I think he's been laying in the weeds. I think he's been Ooh. laying in the weeds. Who? Jim Neal in Dallas. <laughs> uh. That's a very good team in Dallas. Jake Ottinger is good. Their blue line is good. They got good forwards. I just sense that Jim Neal's sitting there just kind of waiting to see, not what others are doing, waiting to see what's going to be the best move for him. He's my dark horse. And it would be something if Jim and uh, the Dallas Stars would add a second-line player like Mr. Patrick Kane to that lineup. Second line? Are you Sorry, nuts? I like the first line so much, I'm going to put him on the second line. <laughs> okay. But, okay, so you're going to put a first-line player on the second line. That's how I'm going to add. Okay, right? Okay, fair enough. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. like Terry Senko's on the second line, right? He's playing yeah. with Trocek and yeah, Aaron, yeah. so I'll put him on the second line. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to think this pod was a first-line pod. I can't believe 30 minutes has just gone by. Episode. This might have been the fastest, the fastest 30 minutes in sports, Craig. Like the fastest two minutes with the Derby. This is the fastest 30 minutes in sports, Mr. Craig Button. By the time we talk on Thursday, there could be another big deal to talk about. We know this much. As we get close to the third, the GMs that are on the clock will make us very happy, Craig. And your shirt again says, Lucky Brand. You got to be good to be lucky and lucky to be good. Let's see which of the GMs make themselves luckier between now and March 3rd. For Bruce Bold and Craig Button, I'm Steve Cooley. 117 is over. We'll hear and see you Thursday with 118. Ciao, Bella. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.